We've been doing a series on disciplines of a disciple and who's excited that we have the next season of The Chosen coming out? So good, so good, so good. Can't wait, can't wait. Just love Jesus. Love his character in this too. He's awesome. And so we've been going through this, disciplines of a disciple. Who knows that you cannot be a disciple of Christ without discipline? Thus the word, (laughs) right? Discipline is part of being a disciple. Who knows in this place that if it was just about you getting saved and believing in Christ, that God would strike you dead once you came up and received him? It will be over, right? If that was the purpose... But Jesus said, go and make disciples. He didn't say go and save people because Jesus actually is the one who draws us to himself. But Jesus said, go and make disciples. A disciple is someone who follows after Christ. There is a statistic out there that only 10% that come forward on the altar actually stick. Less than 10% actually. You know why? Because the way is difficult. The way is difficult. And a lot of people don't want to discipline themselves to be a disciple. So discipline actually means that training is expected to produce a specific character or pattern of behaviour. Discipline is required to produce a specific character. So our character is being disciplined by Christ. The pattern by which we copy is Christ, is Christ. No one else, no one else around you, you can't blame anyone else for their behaviour, for how you behave, because our pattern is Christ. He is everything that we follow and everything that we are to become, if you were to sum the Christian life up, is to become like Christ, to become more Christ-like every day. That doesn't happen overnight, but it's us actually disciplining our flesh. And that's a choice. That's a choice to discipline our flesh. So as the song said, Jesus needs to be Lord of our life. Not just Saviour. Saviour's nice. Jesus saves us. That's awesome. That's the beginning point. But Jesus then becomes Lord, Lord of our life, Lord of everything that we do. So we're going to read from a scripture here this morning, Matthew 7.13. It says, Go in through the narrow gate. The narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there are who go in through it. Because narrow is the gate and constricted is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. There are few who find it. Jesus is being very clear here. He's telling us up front what we're in for. He's not hiding anything. He's actually telling us the truth, that we need to go in through the narrow gate and he is that gate. The wide gate is appealing, isn't it? 
The wide gate is appealing because it's broad. There's lots of people on it. Looks like they're having a wonderful time and we can do whatever we want on the broad way, can't we? There's no restrictions. There's many, many options. The broad way is popular. It's very popular, isn't it? It's appealing. It's popular. It's full of endless options. There's no boundaries. No one can tell me what to do on the broad way. Sounds great, doesn't it? It's awesome. Anything goes. It seems great at the time, but what does Jesus warn them about this broad way? He says it only leads to destruction. It only leads to destruction. How silly is it that we get on a road, that any of us would get on a road and we don't know where it's headed? How silly would that be for us to get ourselves on a road and then get halfway down the road, three quarters down the road, hopefully not to the end of the road, and find out that it leads to nowhere, but it actually leads to destruction. The wide gate is appealing and many people go on it because it's easy, isn't it? It's easy. It's fun. It seems fun at the time, doesn't it? But it's not fun in the end. It's destructive. It seems great, but it's not. It's an illusion. It seems wonderful, but it's not the truth. Boundaries you know are good for us. Boundaries are good. They protect us from destroying ourselves and they protect us from destroying others. God puts good boundaries in our lives because he actually cares about us, because he knows what's good for us, because he made us, right? We're made in his image, so he knows exactly what we need. So we know, we know that these things, it's like, you know, when you're a parent, we don't sit our kids seven days a week with junk food. Well, I hope we don't. We don't give them a Macca's meal every night because guess what? Because they want it. Because they want it. You know, God doesn't give you what you want sometimes because he knows what you need. He knows what's good for you. He knows what's healthy for you. And we know that sitting our kids in front of that would actually be almost abusive because we're not actually looking after them. We're not caring about their health. We're not putting restrictions on their life. Having restrictions and having boundaries is a healthy thing for all of us. Eating vegetables is good for us. So, you know, there's some vegetables and some of us don't like, but, you know, you make yourself eat it because you know it's good for you. (laughs) You know it's good for you. And that's exactly what this narrow road is. It's a narrow road. It can be hard. It can seem restrictive, but it's good for us. Discipline is good for us because left to our own devices, we'll destroy ourselves and we destroy each other without boundaries. We need good boundaries. We need good disciplines. They protect us. God is our Father, so he loves us, so he disciplines those he loves. He disciplines those he loves. So he wants us to actually decide to go the narrow road and start to give over those things to him. The narrow road, there's less options, which is a good thing. 
Because some of us have a really hard time deciding, don't we? I remember one of my children struggled to make decisions and I remember one time she had some birthday money and we went to the shops and she was told she could pick anything she liked. You would have thought that was a good thing, wouldn't you? You would have thought that that would be a really good thing. Look, have anything you like in that, in that area there. You can pick anything you like. You know what? She sat on the floor and cried because she couldn't choose. It was so overwhelming for her. Do you know what? God has taken that out of our lives. So he's protected us from that because it's like, you know what? This stuff is not good for you. So I'm actually telling you, discipline your life to Christ And I'm going to protect you from that stuff because sometimes you don't know what's good for yourself, but I know what's good for you. Boundaries are good. They teach us to have self-control. Everything is not good for us. We need to have self-control. We need to be able to rule our own spirit, don't we? We need to be able to rule our own spirit and not allow our flesh to rule us with every desire we want, because every desire we want is not good for us. There's deep desires of our heart that are good, that God's placed in our heart, and they are absolutely good. But there are some desires that are not of God. And and that is where self-control comes in, the spirit of self-control on that narrow road. It says he, in Proverbs 16, 32, it says, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit is better than he who takes a city. He who rules his own spirit, who doesn't go after every single thing that comes his way and pursues his flesh to the nth degree. And Solomon talks about that in Ecclesiastes, that he pursued everything in this world and it all amounted to nothing. It all amounted to nothing. So he who rules his spirit is better than he who takes the city. So we need boundaries, and that is why God has called us to the narrow road. It says clearly that this road is difficult. You know what I love about this? Jesus is not a salesman. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus is not a salesman. He doesn't paint a pretty picture and then give us nothing. No, he actually gives us a free gift for a start, something that he's actually paid for, but then he tells us exactly what we're getting. He doesn't hold anything back from us. But what he tells us is this, is that you receive eternal life. You have true life in me, but it's not an easy road. He's not selling the gospel Not once did he coerce people to follow him. Not once. He gave everybody a choice. He told them exactly what to expect and prepare them for that road. He is honest about the cost. He doesn't coerce us to follow. It is completely our choice. So if we are disciples this morning, we have no place on that wide road. We have no place dabbling on that wide road that leads to destruction. We need to desire to stay on the narrow road, which even though it can be restrictive sometimes and it can be hard, it is the road that leads to life. 
It is, it is full of life, full of possibilities, full of purpose. So as we shed our old life and we follow Christ, we step into a completely new life. We should be asking ourselves this morning, what road am I travelling and where does it lead? Where does it lead? As I said before, it would be complete foolishness to stay on a road where we didn't know where it led. We need to be clear on the road that we're on and where is it leading us. The scripture says that the broad way is for the many. So the thing is the crowd will be on this road and the few will be on the narrow road. Only a few, the many and the few. I don't know if some of you remember on the Chosen intro, they have a whole heap of fishes swimming one way, a big massive group, and then they have a few tiny little fish swimming the opposite direction. That's us. If you're a disciple of Christ, you are swimming opposite to the world because the kingdom of God is opposite. Everything is opposite to how the world does things. So you're going to stand out. You're going to stand out as a disciple of Christ. People are going to know because you're different, because you're going to stand out, because you're going the opposite way. That's actually a good thing. If they can't distinguish you from the other fishes, then you're not a disciple of Christ. You're actually not living it. We should be standing out from the crowd. Your priorities are different. Your life is different. And ultimately, your destination is different. Pastor Phil says in his book, Disciple, and I'd highly recommend that book, Disciple, he tells us how to live as a disciple. And he says here, as long as we hold to our agenda, we cannot understand his. Once we give ours up, we can grasp his. Once we give our agenda up, we can grasp Jesus' agenda for our life. His ways become our ways as we abide in Christ. To get through the narrow gate, we've got to say goodbye to some things that are weighing us down, don't we? Because it's hard. It's hard to get through. It says it's constrictive. It's restrictive. We need to get rid of some weights that are weighing us down, the old stuff, the old habits, all of those things. So I'm just going to get my backpack on right now. And um, so we start, I'm just going to demonstrate. We, we walk this narrow road and we go through the narrow gate but we've still got all our old baggage on us, right? We've still got our old baggage and we're walking and we're trying to squeeze. We're trying to squeeze through, but we can't because we've got all this baggage holding us back. And God's been talking to me about this this year is that a lot of us, we're still carrying baggage. We may have let it go before, but we've picked it up along the way. 
and we put it in our backpack and we're carrying it and it's stopping us from following Christ the way that we should because we've got this stuff that we're carrying that we don't need to be carrying and it's getting heavier and heavier and heavier and we're wondering why the joy is not in our life anymore because we're carrying this stuff that has no place on this road. So I'm just going to open this bag and we're going to see all the stuff that we're carrying here. Some of us have got to let this stuff go this year. So some of us are carrying addictions on this road. It's time to let it go. Some of us are carrying guilt, shame, disappointment, offence, 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 unforgiveness, unforgiveness, unforgiveness. And it's weighing us down. And we're wondering why things have become so hard. And God's saying, let it go. Let go of the disappointments. Let go of that stuff that you shouldn't be carrying because in Christ, we're living a new life in Him. We're getting rid of that sin. We're getting rid of that old life. We're getting rid of that fear, that anxiety, all of those things that are holding us back this year. We're going to get rid of it because we can walk with joy and with power with uh, all this stuff, all this rubbish of our life that is collected over time that we just need to let go. And then finally, if I can get off my wrist, this is where you need a trusty assistant. We just need to get rid of all of it. We just need to get rid of the old baggage so that when we're going through our narrow road, I can easily... I can easily walk through a lot lighter, a lot lighter, a lot freer that Christ can be in me, that I'm shedding off this old junk, this old life. We need to walk into this year knowing that we've given over that stuff to us, the disappointments, the people that have failed us, the guilt, the shame, all of that stuff that is holding us back this morning. God has been speaking to me about offence. There are a lot of us that have a lot of offence. You need to guard your heart because out of it, all of the issues of life flow. We need to get rid of that offence. Highly likely you've offended someone too. So let it go in Jesus' name. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that some people have done awful stuff. But you know what? It's not yours to carry. And you need to be free in Jesus' name. Jealousy needs to go. Anger needs to go. Fear, anxiety, selfishness. Because we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And as we leave that old life behind, we take on a new life that's much lighter, that's much more joyful, And we can live with the new life of Christ, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness and self-control. How much lighter are those things than all this rubbish 
that we collect along the way. As we follow Christ, we shed those things day by day. And Jesus is very clear here in Luke 9.23. He says, And he said to all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Deny himself. It is no longer I that lives, it's Christ that lives in me. Deny himself. Take up his cross. So we are putting on Christ and we are crucifying our own flesh so that we would become more like Christ. The narrow road requires denial of our own selfish ambitions for a better way. We choose to deny ourselves and to live like Christ daily, listening and following him above all else. Living sacrificially when our flesh does not want to. Forgiving others when we don't want to. Loving others when we don't want to. Walking the narrow road, we become more like Christ each step we make. Don't be discouraged. Just take one step and another step and keep walking towards Christ. Keep walking. Just don't stop walking. Keep walking in the power of Christ. He will equip you. We lose our joy when we start to do it in our own flesh. When we look to ourselves and we fail, don't we? Because we can't do it. We can't do it without Christ. It's impossible to do it without him. Each day and each choice we make to be obedient, we become more like Christ. The narrow road is for the few, but those few are full of purpose. They're full of purpose. They're full of passion. They're full of life because Jesus is that life. There is no life outside of him. There's a fake life. The devil will sell you. I tell you what, the devil's a salesman. The devil is a salesman. He, he will sell you the world. He will tell you that you can have the world. And guess what? At the end of it, you'll have nothing. At the end of it, you'll have nothing. But Jesus is truthful in what he's actually giving you because it's real, because the devil is a liar. He's the father of all lies and he's a good salesman and he'll paint it in a really amazing way. But then when you get it, it'll be full of nothing. The narrow road is for the few, but those people have purpose and they know that nothing worth, there is nothing worth having on that wide road because they've found true life and hope in Jesus. They have found rest for their souls, knowing their life has meaning because they live for something bigger than themselves. How awesome is that? How great is it to know that we live for someone greater than ourselves? That we don't have to rely on ourselves. That we have someone greater who we serve. Amen. That's exciting news to me. I don't know about you, but that's exciting news to me that I don't need to rely on myself and my weaknesses and my inadequacies. 
but that in Christ, He is bigger than me. He is bigger than all of us. He is bigger than this universe. So the narrow road may seem hard, but it ends with purpose and it ends in heaven, in eternity, with eternal life. But you can have life in you today from the moment that you receive Christ. And if you don't have life in you, I would say, did you receive Christ? Did you truly receive Christ? Because in Christ there is life. In 2 Corinthians 4.16 it says, For this cause we do not faint, but though our outward man perishes, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For the lightness of our present affliction works out for us in a far more excellent eternal way of glory. We not considering the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are not lasting, but the things which are not seen are everlasting. Amen. The things of this world will not, will not last. But the things that we cannot see will last forever, forever. Nothing, your faith cannot be taken from you. Your hope cannot be taken from you. Your joy cannot be taken from you. Your purpose in Christ cannot be taken from you. Every obstacle and every sacrifice leads to victory in Jesus. Every battle that you face and every tear ends in joy and well done. And well done. We live for an everlasting kingdom that will not pass away. So what you do here on earth actually matters. It really matters. We walk the narrow road with joy, allowing the Holy Spirit to discipline our lives and to help us to overcome. We don't do this alone. We don't have to discipline ourselves ourselves. We allow the Holy Spirit to discipline us and to equip us with everything that we need to be transformed. But it takes a choice. It takes surrendered hearts. It takes humble hearts to allow the Holy Spirit to change us. We do not walk the road alone. We walk with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. When we are weak, He is strong. When we want to give up, He is our encourager and comforter. He is our counsellor and He is our guide. Not only do we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us, but we have a cloud of witnesses cheering us on that have gone before us. It says in Hebrews 12:1. Therefore, since we also are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame 
and sat down at the right of the throne of God. So as I've demonstrated this morning, it says we run the race and we throw off every weight and the sin which so easily besets us. And we run looking at Jesus. We run looking to Jesus. We don't run looking around at each other, comparing races. We run to Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. So this year, let's decide that we're going to throw off all of this stuff, that we're going to get this rubbish out of our lives so that we can walk that narrow road as a disciplined disciple of Christ, choosing to step into our new life in Christ. Let's lay it aside. It's not ours to carry. It's not ours to carry. It does does us no good. It does us no good carrying all this stuff around with us. We need to discipline our lives and choose the narrow road this morning that leads to life. And don't let anyone else distract you. Don't let anyone else call you back to the wide road that offers nothing, that only leads to destruction. Doesn't matter what anyone says to you, there'll be lots that will try and distract you from that road. But we must look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Amen. Let's just pray this morning. Mighty God. Mighty God. Maybe this morning you're carrying stuff around. You're carrying weights of stuff that have been holding you back. God's saying to you this morning, you don't even need to let it go. You need to release that stuff to Him this morning. You need to choose to let go of that weight, that stuff, that rubbish that's kept you from following, that's discouraged you. For some of you, you just need to keep going and you need to be encouraged to just keep walking. Keep walking with Jesus every day. Walk with purpose. Walk with joy. Maybe this morning you haven't started your journey with Christ. Maybe you've been on that wide road and you're like, I want to join this narrow road that leads to life. I need that life that only Jesus can offer. Is that as you with every eye closed in this place and give you that opportunity to receive Jesus this morning. If that is you, like I want to ask Jesus into my life this morning. If that is you, when I just lift up your hand in this place so I know who I'm praying for. Amen. Thank you. If that is you this morning, just lift your hand in this place. This is your opportunity. Amen. Thank you. See that hand. Thank you, Jesus. 
Is anyone else this morning saying, yes, I want to I want to be on that narrow road. I want to be on the road to life. I want to know Jesus. I want to surrender to Him. If that's you this morning, give you another opportunity just to receive Him this morning. Say, yes, I want to receive Him as my Lord and Saviour. Just lift up your hand in this place and we'll pray for you. You know, God is drawing us this year to a deeper place in Him. And if you need prayer this morning for some baggage that you're carrying, feel free to just come up on the altar and just lay it down. I encourage you, lay it down on the altar. Lay it down. You go, I'm laying this down this year. I'm not, not carrying this stuff anymore. I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering to Christ that He would live in me. Amen.